0: OTB AM. I was really triggered. We don't want Johnny Sexton having any part of any Netflix curse ahead of the World Cup. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app.
1: OTB GAA. The football pod on Off the Ball in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the Football, Hurling and Camogie All Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest. Hello there and you're very welcome along to episode 3 of season 3 of the Football Pod. There's only one place to start this week. Actually no, there's two places to start. I have to put my hands up. Lads, I'm so sorry. I went skiing last week and I asked you to pre-record the podcast right before the biggest story that's ever hit the GA happens. (laughs) As Kilmocko Croaks finally win their All-Ireland title. Except they had an extra two players in the field. Are we counting the 17 players? The 16 player was the problem. Darren Mullen on the end line. This saga has rolled on, so thankfully it's allowing us to start with this. Instead of talking about the National League's being back in a brilliant weekend of football, Paddy Andrews, we have to start with Glenn, Chemical Croaks. Tonight, the CCCC are meeting with C-C-C-C. members of the Glen team and the Chemical Croaks team. Before you jump in, how on earth have they allowed this, the GA allowed this to rumble on for a whole week and to overshadow the leagues?
2: You've been away, you were away for a week and we're actually, we're probably getting to it before the GA have finally got the finger out and started talking about this. So I hope you enjoyed the skiing holiday. It was great. Everyone was waiting to see what we thought about it. Um, I watched the game at the time. We could, so it's eight days ago now. We could see by Sunday evening, there was going to be an issue here. Uh, That's the beauty of social media, the bit of a mix up towards the end of the game. I think first and foremost, and it's got a lot of coverage over the course of the last week. I mean, it was a club game and I think it was front page of national newspapers for three days after the match, which says a lot. And it wasn't for the quality of football. It was around the, the finale to the game. I just think it was a bit of a farce by last Sunday evening and it hasn't improved in the eight days since. And OK, croaks have been kind of dragged through the mud a bit. Glenn were put in a horrendous position where the GEA give them a hospital pass, they're gonna say, Well, it's up to you guys to appeal. We kind of hope this goes away. But the way it's been handled by the GEA from start to finish, and like I say, eight days later, it's still nowhere near being resolved, has been an absolute farce. The only comment the GEA made on this in the first 72 hours, when the whole country was talking about it, was to release a statement saying, We're actually not going to do anything unless Glenn appeal i.e. hopefully you won't and this will just go away so total farce and that's kind of led to this being dragged out I know there, there's a meeting tonight I don't it's not going to be resolved tonight lads if the GAA order a replay chemical croaks have made their stance pretty clear they are not going to play this game again so I can see this rumbling on there's probably not even a window for it to be played now that the inter-county season has started and probably the GEA were hoping for that. that the the county season would kick off and everyone would kind of just forget about this. Um, but even if a replay is ordered, I think this is going all the way to the DRA as well. But the way it's been handled, the positions both clubs have been put in, the narrative around this as well. I had a big issue with this. Um it was very I thought it was completely over the top, some of the commentary around Kilbucko Croaks. I am not a Kilmoco Croaks fan. I have played against them for 20-odd years of my career here in Dublin. I've usually been beaten by them most of the time as well. But I thought some of the commentary around Kilmacoat as a club was way off the mark. Um, And it really pissed me off, and I'm sure it pissed off a lot of Dublin club people, but definitely Kilmacoat Crokes people. They're a massive club. They're a really successful club. They're an unbelievably well-run club. And I think if this wasn't a Kilmacoat Crokes involved, I don't think the coverage that this has gotten over the last week, will be anywhere near as sensational. I think if the shoe was on the other foot, I don't think it would have been as sensational, the coverage. And I think, in a way, that's led to Croaks being so adamant about how how they feel they've been treated, that they're actually not going to play this game again. So I had an issue with that, the type of commentary around it. Yes, there was a mix-up at the end of the game. Mm. I I think that's common. I think you see it a lot, lads. And we've played in games. It's so chaotic. It's the last seconds of an All-Ireland club final. Glen don't want to wait for anyone. They're trying to just get on. They need to score a goal. A substitution is made, and there's a mix up there. I was in Crow Park on Saturday night for the Dublin-Kildare game, and actually watched this. The same thing is happening again in a mundane National League game. Jimmy, you've come on in games. Players run onto the pitch. The only only way you're being told you're coming off is the lad coming on for you to kind of hit you on the shoulder and say, get off. And the game can go on in the background. It's just such a messy, messy situation. <clears throat> and last Sunday in the All Ireland Club Final was a manifestation of that. That needs to be addressed at a GAA level, or you get things like this. But it was some of the commentary that it was. Um, but, text- I, I I agree with oh, I agree with a lot of what you're saying.
1: I agree, I certainly agree with a lot of what you're saying. There definitely was an element of the croaks. One hundred percent. In general across the country, right? There's definitely an element of people kind of. Uh, took it as a chance to have a go with them I do disagree with you saying and the way you're phrasing it as a mix up this is a lot more than a mix up and I'm not saying it was all in chemical croaks like no. it, it it was a. this is the last play of the game in an all-Ireland final this yeah. is not like Dunboyne and Navin and Mahoney which decided last week and thanks to the lads who sent me that on Sunday I didn't get a chance to look at it until Tuesday but this is like Dunboyne and Navin in 2005 replay was ordered Clare and Offley a replay was ordered I still don't know how a replay wasn't ordered for Mead and loud in 2010. There have been replays ordered for games before where there's been massive administrative errors, and there's this is a this is a, a systemic failure on the part of the GA. That,
2: that's what, and I, I agree it's with more than it. a mix-up. I, I think yeah, it's a, the way this was being portrayed was that this was a Kilmacud croaks issue, and they're, they're trying to gain an unfair advantage. I do not. That is not the case. No, I agree with that. But there's between the officials, the chaos at the end of the game, this. This type of thing can happen. And the fact that it's happened in the biggest club game is, I think it's nearly, in a way, it's a good thing because this needs to be rectified going forward across yeah. the board. I, I think the biggest issue and how it's dragged on so far is just the complete lack of ownership from the GAA. with yeah, this. pathetic. You could see pathetic. on Sunday evening, this was going to drag on. Mm-hmm. The way with social media, the coverage it was getting, the GAA could surely see this and they come out on Monday morning and whatever they do, if they're the decisive and they say, look, we're not going to replay this game or they turn around and say, yes, there's an issue there. The game is going to be replayed. Before the whole nation, the amount of people that came up to me who have no interest in GAA over the last week and were asking about this. Once it got to that stage, the horse has bolted. Yeah, the GAA's lack of authority on this has, has just kind of fanned the flames. Yeah, completely.
1: James, if this happened in a Clary O'Donoghue club game and you lost to, you, you to Crooks, the O'Donoghue cup, if you lost to Dr. Crooks yeah. and Legion were beaten and it was last play of the game and they bring on Gooch and, you know, one of the other boys stays in the field and you take your 45, are you asking for a replay after that game?
0: No, realistically, you're not. No, that that the only thing is you can't spin this either as if Kill McCutter are the victim of it and oh, they're, they're no, being they're no, being no, shamed the- in the media. Like let's not go that far either. I mean, they got a little bit of abuse in the media, like, but nothing nothing crazy. Like, you know, they got hammered in a couple of places, but they're still kind of being almost Pat it on the back now because, oh, you've got an awful, awful doing. At the end of the day, it's just embarrassing for the GA. I would even take yeah. the clubs out of it. I'd take Kilmer Cut out and I'd take Glenn out and I'd say, this is a GAA issue. Like you can't just replay games over, a, like you said, an administrative error. I think that every game then is going to be question marks on it. And we've gone way too far with social media and with technology to let that happen in probably one of the most important Stages of the season, not even in these players' careers, like that's in their whole lives. It's a massive moment. For two minutes to go in the London final to become so loose and just let an extra fellow on the field. Did it affect the results? Probably not, but it's still too loose to happen, especially in a final. It's just embarrassing for everyone involved in. In, in GA it's just embarrassing. If it happened yeah. in an East Kerry Championship match, it would be embarrassing. It, it, if it, it embarrassing. happened in a if it happened in a, a Kerry game, if it happened in a Munster game, and all a final in the last minute. It's shocking. Do you, know, do you know what the shocking. big thing is as well, Jimmy? Like this this is the first first goal of the split
2: season. I think it has worked I think the coverage the club championships got, we were speaking the week before about Junior Club finals being in Crow Park and the whole country talking about it. That's been a massive positive and the GAA have promoted this, Larry McCarthy has come out and spoken about this, that the club is the the main thing and all that good stuff. I'll put that back on the GAA and say, if this was the All-Ireland Inter-County Championship final, if that was Kerry and Galway, I guarantee you by Sunday evening, the GAA would have acted. A call would have been made. They would have been forced to make some sort of response. But the fact that this was a club game, albeit the biggest club game there is in the game, they have literally just said, we're going to put our head in the sands here and hope that this will just go away. Or or worse, throw a hospital pass to Glen as a club who basically backing Glen into a corner to make up your own mind. And hopefully, lads, you won't appeal and we can kind of move on with this. That alone is just a... What sport is run like that? If the team wants to appeal, maybe we'll not look at it, but otherwise we're not going to do anything. It's just—it's a pathetic, it's been a sad mess for, for eight days, and it's yeah. not going to get any better. Uh, did you get the comes sense out, whatever that the comes out tonight? It's not. It, this is going to drag on and on and on. Last question on this: Did you get the sense that the
1: Croaks lads and you know a few of them could they enjoy their all Ireland victory for Sunday night, Monday night?
2: Um, I'd say they did. Yeah, um, I'd say they, they forgot about it after two or three points. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they were all concerned at the time, but. No, yeah. like we were talking about it earlier, I think it does take a bit of a gloss off. I, I think for, for, for Glen, there's that unknown factor as well. Like, is this over? Is it finished? Do we keep training? It's amazing to see some of the Glenn players playing with Derry at the yeah. weekend. They're kind of saying, right, just park it. Let's get on with our season. For Croaks, it does take a little bit of a shine off. I'm sure it does. I'm sure they, they celebrate it for a couple of days, but this kind of hanging over the, the, the whole scenario, just I, I think the coverage across the board. Has put both teams, both sets of players, both clubs in really, really awkward positions. The, the GA allowed that to happen. They allowed oh, it to happen by
1: not acting. And I think, look at I think we just because who knows what's going to happen tonight. I, I just I think that a, a replay may actually be ordered, but I don't believe a replay is gonna happen. They're better right.
0: off, they're better off saying no replay, right? Take the hit, take the absolute battering they're gonna get, but at least nip this situation because yeah. otherwise they what's would. gonna happen is replay. Imagine the Glenn players getting into dressing room. Half of them don't want to replay, half of them do. Yeah. And they were what are we doing here? No, if you're I don't know. In a situation, Jimmy, got- If you're in the Glenn player situation, would you want to replay? See, it's easy for me to say from the outside. When you're so emotional, yeah, I know. Invested. I know, I know. But like, on the face, some of them, some of them would be so emotionally invested that they, they need that neck, they need that other crack. Do you know when you're after losing a massive game and yeah, all you can yeah. think about is that, and you do anything to get a second chance at it? There's going to be fellas falling into that boat. Mm. From the outside, with a completely cold heart, I would say no. Do you know it? it yeah. I wouldn't replay it. But I'm not in the situation. So no, hard. no,
2: I know that's fair. You're that's not
0: fair. fair.
1: All right lads we'll keep an eye on that and I'm sure it'll drag on and there will be more appeals about it but uh yeah the sorry state of affairs and apologies that we weren't live last monday with the podcast we pre at least you had a good time
0: tommy me and Jimmy yeah. were to get on early. I know you were. I know you were. Sorry. And you spent okay. most of your time in your arse. Every Instagram I saw, of you you were about were four feet under in the snow. I was on hey. the baby slopes as well. No,
1: nothing <laughs> broken. Nothing broken. I was brought down a black slope on the first day. I don't know how I came out of it, but all good.
0: You were all doing that like cross-country skiing. You were just <laughs> sticking the arms in and dragging yourself back up. Hey, it's some workout
1: for six days. It's unreal. You look but, great uh, there, yeah. Great crack, yeah. But the bike ski road came in handy. Um, the other big news this week. Patty, yeah, we're on the lookout for a new co host after his, <laughs> after
2: his uh calamitous nominee joke. And I'm joke, what would you yeah. say was a bigger fuck up? <laughs> GA's handling of the All Ireland club final or James O'Donoghue's prediction on
0: Cork winning the All Ireland championship? No, no, I never said, I said, You weren't far off, Jimmy. You I said, team to off. watch, I said, they might not be good to watch, but they'd be good, they'd be a team to watch. I believe you were literally <laughs> reeling off cor- every game of Cork season, two points, two, two points. points. Two I points. must say my whole theory did rest on them winning the first game against Meath.
2: Uh, oh, okay. And okay.
0: I must say I was I was very disappointed with their effort. Now to be fair, they kicked nineteen points. Yeah. Sherlock um, kicked sixteen, didn't he? Or fourteen. He got fourteen. But I mean to three. leave to leave Mead score three fourteen was was criminal. But yeah, oh, I hold Gillespie. my hands up. I apologize because uh, I said there was a gimme for Cork. I was wrong. That was that was unfair. No, the nice. only thing is, Killing O'Sullivan's goal. goal,
1: he took 100%. 12 steps. No, no, no. If the ball oh. hits the stanchion in the top corner, the steps don't matter. Oh, so you can do what you want before that? If the goal is good enough, if it's a drippy little finish into the corner, blow it up. But if it's in the top corner... Play on. Had no effect what, on about the what about Omerton? What about Omerton's going against Kerry?
2: Omerton's yeah, goal look, against Kerry. Back to the. If we're talking Tommy, about, this is like the game. So he takes 25 steps, breaks the rules, the game should be replayed. <laughs> <laughs> is that where we're going at? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: yeah. Well, they, they have to make step. the complaint
2: first. So I thought he was going to get done for it.
0: He's yeah, I thought so too. Because
2: you could see him coming from miles out. It was like, remember Shane Walsh's goal? against Cork last year in Porky Cueve. Whatever way the camera is up and that's that, you can just see him coming from miles out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he cuts through and I go, he has to at least take a hop here or solo. And because he's going so fast, the ref just kind of goes, go on. And what a finish. A <laughs> bit like uh, But honest to God, I, I, I actually watched this game uh, on TG Car YouTube and uh, Cork started well. And yeah, Mead were struggling. mead yeah. were struggling and I was thinking, jeez, maybe Jimmy has his ducks in a row for once. And then after the first quarter, Cork just seemed to, well, Mead got a lot better, I have to say, and it was Mead were very good to watch, and, and we'll probably touch on it a bit more later on in the pod. But Cork was just too easy to play against. That's yeah. the long and the short of it. They were overly reliant on on Sherlock's freeze, which were very good, but they didn't get a whole pile else yeah. in term. like Hurley was quiet enough. He came off and looked like it's very early in the season as well. That's but just for, for Cork. You feel whoever lost that game with division two yesterday was gonna be under a bit of pressure. Massive pressure. And and I must admit, could kind of under the underrated. I backed Cork to win that game as well. I didn't go big on like Jimmy that they'd win the all Ireland. Oh, you I went big against me, though. Yesterday. But they're uh, they're under pressure now. Losing that home game against meade. And like said, you probably think Dublin and Derry are gonna be the two teams that are gonna get promoted here. So Cork
0: have an uphill task. The thing eight. is, the thing is with, with that fourth and fifth place in Division Two, is Westmeath are guaranteed, right? They're in Division Three. Yeah. If they don't get into the top two in Division Three. They're going to take one of those places from yes. Division Two, right? Mm-hmm. Also, in Connacht, you're looking at a Sligo or a Leitrim that's going to get to the Chapter kind of man, final man, there. So man. they're going to take another place in Division Two. So you're looking at only the top four possibly from Division Two will make Sam McGuire. So that game was massive because Mead can now look and think we can beat loud we can beat Clare maybe Do you know Limerick, if we get a, get results so against Limerick they're probably they're secured yeah it was massive so like without even realizing it the first game of the league could turn out to be so massive was not it we said it we said I it we, last week yeah I think we knew that about Division 2 though and you could definitely
1: I was in Ennis I was in Cusack Park I got to watch about 20 minutes of the me game h- huddled over in the corner on YouTube at half time but I was in Cusack Park and lads to finish you remember was coming Clare last year in Crow Park the Clare comeback Clare kicked four points in injury time to win this game and their shooting boots weren't on but a couple of young lads came in and made a huge impact uh, Daryl Bahan in the midfield um, Emmett McMahon who's been playing very well at Sigerson level over the last couple of years stood up and uh, they actually could probably should have scored a goal as well ball just went over the bar but um, Jamie Malone lads this is oh, the type man. of player this is the fella who's kicked three winners from the David same McCurdy, the two of them, just get it to the shooters He's just, but it's just a clutch shooter. It's just at the right time. And yeah, yeah. It's but it, actually it's funny. It's this it, it's a real copycat score. Malone scored each of those three. It's like a sweet spot. I remember Kieran Wheelan's in it before, or being told to me about that. Kieran Wheelan used to have a sweet spot to the right of the yeah, D. The that was his spot. And McBurdy collecting that ball in the last minute against Kerry. Who did he do it against last year, the year before?
2: Derry. Dary- Derry in the Ulster Championship. Championship.
0: He exact, knew what copycat. he was doing. He drifted out up to the onto the sideline and knew what he was doing. If you're totally Kerry,
2: right. and do you know what, Jimmy, is that the inexperience
0: that Kerry had? The was it not Morley on him, the though? Sideline, you're just thinking, anyone but him, don't let him get this shot. And to get the shot off from the middle, he got yeah. literally, no, it was fa- a, good, a good distance though, but it was in the middle.
1: Great score. Playbook, great playbook score. move. Yeah, no, it was. But there's only,
0: there's only a certain type of player who can step up in the last minute like that, like Jamie Malone and Maberti and actually mm. say, I'm going to win this game for us here. So it takes, it takes serious battle. Two great scores. Did you have that role in Kerry? There would never be a role. It would be... Uh, it was always, always a case though. of, it was always a case of work, work the the best shot. But I don't know, do I necessarily agree with that? I'd be more more of a, the where, where you're coming from is get the right man on it, leave him find the right spot. His do sweet spot. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah the, the, the players will know themselves, or players should know themselves. There's two or three... Clutch shooters and those players themselves will know. I need to get myself into a position where I can receive this ball, and you can see it with McBrady. Starts and he's on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He's actually one foot is probably off the pitch, but he's thinking, "How do I get on the end of this?" Yeah, and do you know when It comes. Haven't done it once or twice before. That gives you the confidence. Like yeah. if that's a younger guy coming up the pitch, he's not taking that shot. Yeah. Like we touch. Remember, remember, Derry lost to Donegal. Yeah. And they the ball for two or three minutes at the end, and they probably had a, one or two chances to take a shot, it just wasn't the right guy on it. That can happen as well. But when you've got someone like McBrearty who has who has history of doing this type of mm-hmm. thing, the second he wants that shot. And Jamie Malone as well. He's done it in the biggest games. Pass. He gets the opportunity, he's pulling the trigger. There's no doubt in their head. Like there's no they don't see the downside. If they if they miss, no. they're well able to say, Well, I've done it before to the coaches, the players, or anyone else. But uh, to see it on the first weekend, and bear in mind, lads, we always say it this to you: shit conditions, like oh. <laughs> hard, what? hard what? conditions to kick scores, yeah. and they were massive. And for Donegal in particular, that is it. Donegal and Clare, they are massive wins. Huge in the schemes of their seasons, where they're at, where that, where their groups are at as a team.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, TG are we are going to have that drippy camera for the whole game again for Kerry Donegal? They, it was, they shook off there the rain there. where there. the camera is at Ballybuffane. <laughs>
2: you can't have it on the open side. Like, there's going to be a Gale Force wind. It's going to be pissing down. Same with Castlebar, Saturday night. Nothing shorter. There's going to be wind and rain there. Just put it in the stand side. Have a covered like Makes it yeah. easier.
1: Yeah. Not, not to hammer the G again, but I might here. Um, <laughs> on the day they announced the 20 million euro surplus in Crow Park uh, for last year with the Garrett Brooks concerts, Peter McKenna came out and said that they're going to have to look at the All Ireland Club Finals being played in Crow Park, and I just thought that was remarkable when we went and watched Dublin, Kildare, and Crow Park on Saturday. Not even for the fact that oh, the atmosphere there was the atmosphere is just so shocking. But what? Desi Farrell, Desi Farrell, even comes out afterwards and says it was great to get the lads, some of the younger lads, playing in Croker. They're actually openly saying now that they want their games to Crow Park to get accustomed to playing in Crow Park. Ah, uh, I don't know. I was What's, at that
2: game. What was the atmosphere like, Paddy? What was the atmosphere like? Yeah. <sighs> We've spoke about this so many times. I think the I official know. attendance was what? 16,000 maybe? 15, yeah. Um, It wasn't a great game, lads. Um, so that didn't help. But like 16,000 at Crow Park, a cold night in January. Yeah. That
0: game does not need to be played there. Like, if, if the, if the crowd, if you're in a 15,000 capacity place, and really. this was straight after you, mm-hmm. it yeah. It's choc and cheese.
2: Why there was what maybe 13, 14,000 in Castle Bar? Look, it was, a, it was a much better game, but the, the atmosphere at that, I, always, I watched that on the telly, you could see you get the sense of it. But in Crow Park, like the game wasn't great, and you always kind of say what happens on the pitch can feed into the stand and create that. But even if it was one of the greatest games January had ever seen, yeah, just. Sixteen thousand people in Crown Park. You're you are not going to get a good atmosphere on it. The pitch is in bits. Like seeing it firsthand, yeah. I've never ever seen it as bad. It could do with a break. I think Dublin played Clare there as well in the National Football League game next month. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah no. But the crowd feed the players. The players feed the crowd. You take one out, you know. It just yeah. it's just not right. It's but the just, game the
2: game itself was like Dublin put out a pretty strong team and I think you'll see that through the National League for them that they have the spine they probably have 10 or 11 of the big guns playing and the usual then trying to pick up two or three guys along the way like it, it probably worked to an extent last year even though they were relegated they got Lee Gannon and Lorcan O'Dell out of who both saw championship action they had young McInerney playing at the weekend from Scaries he came in Ross McGarry as well I think it's it's a good approach I suppose that you have your main guys and you have two or three guys to come in and it's, it's a lot easier for them to impress. They were saying that on Saturday. Look, it wasn't a very good performance by Dublin. Um, but I think what you'll see throughout the Division 2 campaign is they'll have strong teams out and they'll be trying to find two or three players um, along with them. But I was surprised. I, I expected more from Dublin. I thought when I seen the team in particular, I thought this was going to be, and particularly with Fenton's goal, early. Great goals, yeah. This could be a real statement performance, but just very rusty, some bad misses. The type of thing you see in January, to be fair. Um, but they'll be looking for big, big improvements uh, going forward over the next couple of weeks because it definitely wasn't a, definitely wasn't a marker that they would be hoping to put down.
1: Looked like it's been all running and conditioning in January, James, for the dubs, didn't it? Yeah,
0: it really did. Like it looked like they had done no shooting at the posts, you know, <laughs> because they had so many chances of tip Badness. over scores. It actually happened Badness. in the Kerry game as well that a few of them had, had chances and missed easy ones. But I think the Kerry probably done a bit more ball. But I don't know. There's obviously different different ways you can do the training in, in the winter period. But I reckon they've just done all physical stuff. And you know what, Jimmy? The sharpness look, was just not at all there.
2: For January conditions, that wasn't an excuse for Crow Park on Saturday night. Like there was oh. a little bit of drizzle before the game. There wasn't much wind. It wasn't that cold. It wasn't comparative of what you see the Bally Buffet yesterday with Gale yeah. Force wins or at Hyde Park for the Ross match. So normally that could be seen as a bit of an excuse in, in early National League games, but that wasn't the case. It was just there were some bad, bad misses, uncharacteristic as well. I mean, Conor Callahan, brilliant to see him back, and everyone in Dublin was hoping this guy could just stay fit. He's a couple of misses you're thinking, he normally put them over to sleep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, the Costello. end of the
2: game, Costlow, O'Gara, Akili uh, O'Gara comes on. Lehih
0: Le threw an outside of the right at one. Was, yeah, no, that
2: between the corner flag and the, that just should not have been a <laughs> kind of shot at all. Never mind, would that just wasn't on. But look, look, you're going to see that, and you see that across the whole game with lots of teams. It is still early in yeah. the season, but half of course this time of But, year, but yeah. for Dublin, there's there's a lot of areas that they're going to have to work on throughout all right the
1: yeah, let's come back with some of the more uh, exciting and uh, yep. interesting bits from the weekend. You are listening to episode three of season three of the Football Pod. It is brought to you every week by AIB, proud sponsor of the GA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Just to run you through the results from the weekend, Donegal 13 points, Kerry 1-9. Roscommon three eleven, 11 the Rossies. They had a great Roll start. All that's around here, lads. 3 yeah. 11
2: to 1-12. Yeah. running the ground already after yeah. week
1: one. Yeah, yeah, it was scary actually looking at her predictions. I'll read them out later on how we got I on? did
2: back Donegal though. You did. did? Did you? I did, yeah. yeah I'm did. I'd never backed him. I backed him and I I was very worried at halftime <laughs> that they'd done it to me again. But they can't good in the end. Yeah, you backed him. Donegal on paper, you
1: thought it looked better. Um, <laughs> Claire, 13 points, as we mentioned. Loud won nine. Mickey Hart was raging after the game. There were seven minutes injury time. Now, there were a couple of injuries. Loud got a couple of bad injuries in the game. So kind of felt like that. I think six was put up. Um and that last play came maybe 630 in, but that's how that one went. Cork 19 points, 3 314, very high scoring game on Parkie Queeve. Derry bet Limerick by 12 points, 16 points to four, and the Dubs is Bet Calair by a point one eleven to thirteen. Down at a big win and Tipper against Tipperary in Sappa Stadium, two eleven to one eleven. Word emerged that night that Jim McGinnis had been added to the down backroom team. But Connor Laverty has since come out to clarify that McGinnis is, was at a training session on the Tuesday and will be involved in a couple of sessions across the year but he is not a part of the down-backroom team but lads he laughed at me last week when I said down Donegal on April April 24th keep an eye out for that one Uh Fermanagh good winning against Longford 15 points to 9 Cavan bet Westmead 12 points yeah, to 1-6 awfully got a good start against Andy McIntyre's Antrim oh, boys. 12, to 12 Um Leitrum, top of division 4 3.18 to 11 points against Waterford. They were down at half time. They came back and they won. Leash and Billy Sheehan got a big win against Tony McIntyre Sligo. 2.11 to 11, 11 points. Well, wasn't it Great league? win
0: for Leash. Yeah. A
1: big win for Leash. Big win for Leash. Yeah, big and win for Leash. <laughs> next weekend, Tony McIntyre and Sligo take on Usher McComble and Wicklow, which will be a very interesting game after Wicklow let a late lead slip against Carlow to draw 2.10 apiece. And London and Wexford drew nine
0: apiece. Very harsh red like card in that Carlow again. For the wing two yellows, yeah, never yeah. a yellow. The second one, unless he was after totting up, I didn't see the game when he saw the highlights. But if he was totting up, fouls fair enough. But if that was a yellow card, yeah, he wasn't he happy through kicking the wall. The wall a good kick, yeah, <laughs>
1: love <that. laughs> I love seeing that. <laughs> I
2: love that as well. Yeah, And right, it was six stud as well.
1: I'll I'll, I'll We're coming back after this. I want to ask you a bit about the direct football that we saw at the weekend. We'll be back right after this. God,
2: on the main balls, already look at them. <laughs>
1: All right, you're very welcome back to episode three of the Football Pod and we're starting with Mead. James, I'd say your Twitter uh, handle was hopping at the weekend. All the Royals are out in force. It's Load great it. to see it. It's like the United fans. They're all back now talking. They're
2: all out of the woodwork, the Royals. don't have them had Twitter.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, They're very sensitive In fairness to me, though. Huh? There must be a delay with the AIB transfer to...
0: I revoluted you a tenor. Oh,
1: did you? I didn't check it yet. Oh, brilliant. I have to put that on. proof, Tommy. I want proof. I'll, I'll tweet it. I Actually, uh,
2: Did you better tell him it me that Kildare beat Dublin as well?
0: Send it across. i I'd, I'd I'd have, have to listen clip. back to that. a <laughs> clip. Jimmy, you'll be broke. Hang on. I was very nearly right about, I didn't know that Daniel oh, Flynn yeah, wasn't playing there. What happened oh, to yeah. Flynn? I, Where I, was Flynn?
1: I, I don't know for sure. I think I think he's picked up a bit of an injury. I don't know for sure. Um, no, McCormack,
0: Feely, Flynn. Taylor 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 Feely. Taylor Feely's he come back,
1: the, the, that man's comeback from injury has been nothing short of remarkable so fair play to him great yeah. to see him back in a pitch uh, really quick turnaround from his, his injury that he got last year ok yeah. quickly Rourke's- we'll come back, to, come on, come back to where we bet our little wagers later on I want to ask about direct football because Colin Rourke was talking a big game in January in the O'Byrne Cup in the first week of January saying that we are not reinventing the wheel as I mentioned before we are doing what Kerry do what Dublin do what Galway do we're kicking the ball we're kicking it along he has, I think, seven debutants made their starts at the weekend. They have big men in midfield, a couple of big men in defence. Matthew Costello, who's a big enough man playing full forward. It felt like a real old school game of football. A bit of rawness. loads yeah. of the goal chances at the weekend. Did you see positives and uh, a new direct style of football from Mead? Paddy, you watched this game closely?
2: Yeah, I did. Like In terms of what Mead would have wanted from that first game, it couldn't have gone much better obviously picking up the two points and we, we said earlier, it eases a bit of pressure in terms of the Division 2 battle and, and where you're going to end up coming into the summer. But it was very, very noticeable. Mead were trying to play in the front foot and not just in their, their kick passing from defence, from midfield. On kickouts, Cork's kickout. so and you know, Mars looking to go long all the time and Mead are pushing up all over the pitch. I We've always said this on, on the pod that you have to be brave. That's the, the, the first stage and... Yes, Colin O'Rourke easily could have said, No, let's continue kickouts, out. Let's be really hard to beat. Let's play at the back. But that's not his style. You, could kind of, you knew that wasn't going to be his style. But it's also, he's kind of, it's the right approach if you want to be successful. Maybe not this year, but they're on the right track. So you could see that that they were being brave. They were probably caught a couple of times in the first half. Yeah. Uh, Ian McGuire and O'Callaghan in midfield for Cork when they won those long kickouts. Me like Cork butchered a couple of goal chances themselves. Matty Flair was coming through. So look, they were a bit open, but in terms of our first outing, you could definitely see they're trying to play in the front foot and the kick passing inside. Again, there was lots of times where it didn't really come off, but it was a clear directive. And to be honest, the big thing with Meade, and me and Jimmy, we we spoke about this. There's no point kicking the ball in all the time if you don't have guys in there that are going to get on the end of things. And the biggest yeah. plus you could see for Mead. Is we know Jordan Morris has loads of talent. Killing O'Sullivan, to be fair to him, has kind of shouldered that that burden has been one of Meade's most dangerous forwards for the last five or six years, playing it on the half forward line. But Matthew Costello was very impressive yesterday, and Shane Walsh mm-hmm. was outstanding. Kick one seven, one five from play. But just those three guys inside Morris, Walsh, and Costello, there's a scoring threat there. You know, so it just makes sense. If you have the ball out the pitch, you should be looking inside for him. So, for O'Rourke, it's an easy sell for him to the players. Go, I want to move this ball direct. I want to get the ball in as fast as we can because we have three guys who are going to get scores. Yeah. And, and Jordan Morris, to be fair to him, probably didn't have his most accurate day in front of the post. It was, it was more like Shane Walsh, was probably the standout guy. But well, we know he has loads of talent. And we know some of them could chip in with scores
1: as well. And yeah, actually, if, the two half forwards that are starting now, the, to me, this was a big statement. Dara Campion and Jason Scully, they're footballers. Meter starting with six footballers. So not players dropping back as defenders or players that are there for their size. Campion and Scully are kick passers and they actually showed that in the second half too.
2: That's what we're saying. Look, they're, they know what I'm saying. they're not the finished article. No. And that may cause them against better teams in terms of, like say, Cork broke through them worryingly easy at times, particularly that first quarter. Cork were really dominant and, and you think, geez, this... This could be a bad day for me, but they managed to turn it around. You know there's going to be energy and fight in Meade. That's That was one of the key aspects, of, I, I'd imagine, of, of appointing someone like Colin O'Rourke, a legend in the county. But yeah. you can see it in their style of play. They have players and they're playing to those strengths. They're playing well, to those strengths. The, the issue I feel for them is defensively, I think they might be up against it. And that's the risk of reward that, okay, it's in, in one way, it's very admirable to have six scoring forwards up the pitch and we're going to kick the ball, we're going to do all of those things. They'll need to get their house in order at the back as well. I think they they could face big challenges when they come against Dublin yeah. and Derry in this campaign. But as a starting point, the style of kicking the ball, have having really accurate, having scorers inside the full forward line, that was the big plus for me yesterday. And, and like I say, it's the first day out. It couldn't have gone much better for Colin Rock. James, it was a statement intent of
1: intent from the throwing where where Meade win it and there's a ball bombed into the full forward line. That one didn't work out. It
0: went over the end line. But Meade's that, first well, The score, first one never works out. We, we used to do that as well. We're the first, We say, first ball, we'll lob it in. Never win that one. Never. I, that's the one I wouldn't put in, the first one. Well, ah, is it, is it, so it's easy. the
2: last thing you hear in the dressing room before you go out. It's like, what are we doing first play? Launch it.
0: Love Bomb it in. <laughs> but Their first they, goal you scores said, from, you comes said from about, three kick passes. Yeah, well, I used to always say if you would get two kick passes in a move, it's almost guaranteed, and they are secured. It's almost guaranteed to score because it's moved so fast that the defense can't get back. It's a no-brainer. But as you said, you need the skillful fellas. But you mentioned the two half forwards. Half forwards, <laughs> they're getting a bit of an easy ride, I reckon, at the moment. That, like, you can if you if you can do nothing at all, you're kind of a half forward. Do you know what I can do? Just run up and, and down. It.
2: Yeah, huh? yeah, run up, run up and, like, and down, and have no
0: impact. Yeah, like. I think you should almost be putting some of your strongest ballers there because they're the ones actually impacting the game, getting on the ball and able to move it. You can actually, if you're strong down the sides, like Dublin were always so strong with Flynn and Scully. You know, like these fellas are getting on the ball and putting it in. If you're just have two workhorses doing nothing, it doesn't it doesn't help you play that way. But I will say about me, right? They're kicking a lot of ball and they're kicking a lot of way. But still, that's the first step of this.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, you have to start somewhere. And then as you go on, your relationships improve, your kicking yeah. improves, your catching improves, you know what everyone's gonna do. And if you saw Cork, I think the game changed on Maguire got turned over in the middle of the field for the goal. Joey, Ian Maguire there was got turned There There's turn- a lot of turnovers. On yeah. the but say for the no, it was for the Pam goal, wasn't it? Maguire was um, was turned over for the Pam, to goal. Yeah. But say if you're kicking the ball and you're kicking it into full forward line you're not getting turned over in that area of the field because you're not you're not running it through those lines like cork will kind of head down running through there getting turned over next thing the ball is coming back to the other side if you can just kick it through those areas not get turned over in the dangerous places like you no you will you will give away some ball but at least it's up the other end of the field yeah
2: i we, think we always have it with, with dublin on that note that yeah, it, it was not the go you, you cannot give the ball away around the middle turn, particularly against the top teams, because they're just going to be, it's minimum, it's a point. goal, chance. Yeah, it's a goal than, chance. Or at least it's a goal chance. But we, we would say, like aggressive turnovers, we don't mind turning the ball over in the full forward line. Mm-hmm. If we're trying a 50-yard kick pass and we lose it, we don't win it inside their 21. There's no issue with that. We have enough time to get bodies set, but that was the risk you had to take, that we're going to try and probe a backer and inside forwards to win the ball so means an aggressive turnover that's not an issue and you can see that with made and I guarantee you're going to see it throughout the National League that they'll keep trying those things and they'll get better at it like I say that's a first outing every team is going to get better from what we've seen at the weekend but what you're really looking for for all the teams over the first weekend is what are they doing new what is a new coach with 14 new coaches in? What are they trying to do differently from previously? What new players are in? And what style of play is new? And Mead were one of the most obvious examples of, okay, they're changing the style of play that they've had in recent years and they're kicking the ball and they've got forwards who can take advantage of it. Yeah. So you that that's, that. there's a couple of other teams who are trying a couple of different things, but for me it was one of the most obvious examples. And for Cork, on the other side of it, you say they start really well. We know Sherlock, if he gets space, he's going to nail his freeze. One of the best free takers in the country. Cork, are probably, in terms of their kickouts, they're trying to go long. Just nearly every kickout, Martin going long. And if they win them, they're dangerous. Manny Taylor's coming on the burst. But after that, there, there was nothing really else from Cork. How, that, how do you see it going next? We mentioned how important
1: these games are. It's Cork in Newbridge against Kildare next Sunday. A crucial game.
2: For both teams, Jack Did, Robinson yeah. impressed you the other night. Yeah, oh. and, and uh, we, we didn't touch That's on Kildare. Kildare weren't bad against Dublin. They they could feel hard done but They probably didn't get out, and out of the game. Um, I would back them in Newbridge to win that game. That is a big advantage for for Kildare. They have a brilliant record in Newbridge. It suits them. Um, and for Cork, like, like yeah, if you lose that game, if you're going zero from two. Over the first two weekends, you are up against it. It is a massive game for both counties. Huge. The first weekend of February. Like, yeah.
0: If they'd beaten Meath, they'd almost have a shot to nothing against Kildare. Yeah. You know, it'd be pressure off. Now they're going up there under pressure. But Newbridge, it's an incredibly hard place to go, right? But for some reason, you think that Cork, Cork can nearly be okay up there. Do you know, they won't. Yeah. It's so small and tight that they'll be able to, to kind of get bodies back and fix a few of those defensive frailties that they had. Like they were getting bodies back against Meath but they just weren't anywhere near the right place. They were too far out or too deep. They just weren't getting into the right places. There, You can almost fix them in a meeting. Do you, know, yeah. you should be here or you're full back. You need to talk to him more. You need to say this. And you'd be surprised how quickly those things come. But I, I'd rather see Cork play in a small field in Newbridge than let's just say somewhere like Grove Park next week because okay. I think they'd be opened up. That's interesting. Um, the other games in
1: Division 2, meet take on Claire and Park Salton, but with a win apiece. Loud, welcome Derry to RD. That'll be, a, that'll be a tough challenge for Loud. Loud put a huge press on the Clare kick-out after a score. Even their keeper, Declan Byrne, was up. Um, and then they dropped everyone back behind the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how Derry, whether Derry gets the same joy that did against probably Limerick. Won't Limerick, be, well, Limerick. Probably won't bubble. be a
2: great watch, I would have felt. Derry and Loud.
1: Mm, don't think so. Looking at Division 1, uh, the Rossies, as we mentioned earlier on, a huge win. Uh, probably weren't talked about too much in the build-up to last week. We all backed Tyrone. We all thought that Tyrone would come back with a bit of a vengeance. Uh, they didn't. Roscommon took over in the last 15, 20 minutes. End of Smith's delicious pass. Oh, wow, it was beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. Ben yeah. O'Carroll's debut, 1 2. Uh, a fellow who's been flying a Sigurdsson level as well. So um, the Rossies are getting a couple of young players through.
2: And that was a good start for David Burke. Next Let's week. See, just, just on a T. Like, Toronto in the second half, there's Matt Gale Force win. Hmm. Horrendous win to play against. And Tyrone three points down at half time and they turn it around straight away after the break. Yeah. They get the goal, McGurry level, and you think... They went up one. Yeah, like like, Toronto, they're going gonna—they're home and hosed now. They're going to kick on. But they conceded the goal, and they just seemed, they seemed to panic then, which is yeah. so unlike them. They, they, there was loads of time to get this back, and they had the win. McCurry had come in and was kicking scores, and you just think, they're an experienced team. They've got experience through the whole spine of the team, and... For them to lose the game the way they did, I, I, I was very surprised with that more than anything. Yes, it's a brilliant win for Roscommon. They're going to be up against to try and pick up points in Division 1, but that's a brilliant start for them. But for Tyrone, that was just, it was a worrying thing. And you know what I thought was odd as well? McShane starts in the first half. And Jimmy, you'll know this, Tommy, yourself. If you're playing in the full forward line and you're playing against the gale force wind, that's a hard slog. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get many kick passes in. You're not going to get many shots off. So you McShane, you're calling McShane going, right, fuck. Just put the shoulder to the wheel here, and I get a few shots in the second half. And they take him off at half time. Yeah. Or McCurry. And I go, I don't think there was an injury. I might be wrong. But if I'm Colin McShane, I'm going, oh lads. We. Mm-hmm. throw know he is going to be a key player for them. If they're going to get it anywhere near back to the level that they got in winning the All-Irlander two years ago, they need McShane. And I'm sure he's done so much work over the winter to get back and be ready for this season. And he's thinking, right, second half, I'll start getting kick passes in. I'll start getting a couple of shots off. And he's whipped off at half time. Hmm. I just thought that was a. That
0: I, was, a I couldn't
2: believe it when I seen it. But if and you're. McCurry right, if comes you're... on the first two balls, he gets straight over the bar. And McShane is sitting there. I've been in that position where you come off. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake.
0: But it's, McCurry is. is... Outstanding. I agree, though. Yeah. That, like, taking off McShane, if you're thinking, this fella, I remember we talked about McFadden with Donegal before. If this fella's going to be one of your key players, build Which him up. Is. Build him yeah. up, build him up, build him up. Give him as much confidence as you can. Tell him he's brilliant. But if you whip a fella off, if you whip a corner forward off at halftime, honestly, corner forwards are the most sensitive souls at times. <laughs> like, all they need, they need a bit of love. they would be told how good they are. As soon as you tell them they're shite by taking them off, like... Well, really well. He wasn't going to be able to do anything In the first half You could only kick the ball into that
2: yeah, yeah. How frustrating is that for him And just surprised Maybe there's an injury We might be up But it didn't look like that um, But yeah for Tyrone. I backed Tyrone last week as well We need to scrap the predictions lads Jesus yeah, Christ We've got the
1: know. Well. Uh, no, I, th- I liked a bit of jeopardy with them I think we'll be going with them again I'm winning 5-4-3 I think um, Mayo go away lads James, Ryan O'Donoghue has returned fresh, looking good. Kicked six points at the weekend. He is the leader that may need him to be. Killian O'Connor comes off the bench. Tell me what you thought of O'Connor. I thought he looked as good as he did maybe pre-injury.
0: Good score. A great score. It's, a, it's hard to tell. I mean, first league game, tough conditions, brutally cold weather, unbelievable intensity. You need a cool, calm head there. I think Ryan O'Donoghue and Killian had that. You know, like you don't want a fella running around the place, getting baited around and not doing the right thing, not taking the right option. You need to have the right, you need to have the right kind of intelligence in those games just to tip away your scores when they come. But like, I st- I'm still, i still not sure about, about Mayo, 100%. I, I, I was actually expecting more from them. Why? I don't. Because... They're always all at it and intensity. And we're probably touching their tackling. Do you know, they, they, Both teams had 90 odd tackles each, which is incredible work. So right?
2: intensity for January. Yes, it?
0: That is fantastic. Okay, But you need a little bit more than that. And I just think it was all hustle and bustle, but not that much kind of creativity or class or nothing different. A lot of their forwards didn't really have the beating of their men. They weren't getting nice shots off. They were relying on scores kind of, off the cuff I thought the mixed day would be bringing something kind of recognisable something a bit cuter to the table but maybe they just haven't got it yet but it didn't look like they were there yet well, and you think that Galway when Galway gets Shane Walsh back like that that's such an addition Do you know he can kind of dictate all that but Mayo don't seem to have that type of player they all have to ruin a bit more but they don't have it at the moment uh, Jimmy
2: uh, I agree I didn't I didn't see I was impressed by Galway and, and we said it last week, I think Galway are the best team in Connacht and nothing changed from that at the weekend. I'd like, be conscious of, again, it's January. It's the, All the teams are going to get better. There's rustiness across the board for all the teams. And for Mayo, the talk seems to be that McStay is going to bring this kicking game in. He's going to kick the ball more. They're going to try and move away from the, that traditional and over the last decade to see Mayo running the ball from everywhere. Galway are a very hard team to do that against. Because yeah. they get lots of bodies back, and the Galway defensive system that we have seen last year, it looked really good the other night as well. You know, Daly at centre back, Sean mm. Kelly, they've just got more comfortable in it. I, I was, I was, I was really impressed with Galway. They'd be disappointed they didn't get the win in the end. They're probably. I don't bit.
0: think the male forwards are any like. It could, no, I, and that didn't what, ask any questions of but, it. But, but last, oh, can really, we just can we... we talk
1: about this for a second? Like we mentioned earlier on, O'Rourke starting with six footballers as forwards. Jack Kearney is a middle third player. Bob Toohey is a middle third player. Jordan mm-hmm. Flynn played most of the game around midfield. Ruan and O'Connor, they're all around the middle third. They're huge, yeah. men. They're massive. Yeah. And that's what, I know there's a lot of talk about McStay changing it up and maybe now's not the time to do it, but he certainly
2: didn't start that way. No, and that's I, that's, I, I didn't see Anthony from there. That's the thing. Yeah.
0: I love adding up, right? If I see a team on paper, I go, where are the scores coming from here? How many are we going to get? And like, you couldn't, you couldn't add a big score together for Mayo. You unless you're getting a Keegan laid on who's going to get a goal. or, like, You're just not adding up a score that's going to cause any damage to the opposition at the moment. Well, the, the Paul Towie
1: is- was the top scorer in the Championship last year and he came in for the last 30 seconds. So, you know, there's high hopes for Aidan Norman in the county. I don't know if he's going to shoot the lights out ever. Uh, James Carr has produced these incredible moments. But consistency-wise, I don't know... Uh, whether Carr will be that footballer you're talking about. Tommy Conroy's going to come back. I don't know if he's a seven or eight
0: points a game man. Uh, killing They obviously. need a good... We said half-hours, Tom. They need a 10 to 12 who are actually going to dictate the play, chip mm. in with a couple of points and mm. kick it. Because at the moment, they just don't have that threat.
2: You look at James Carr's goal, we have to talk about that, one of the unbelievable strike. But he's done that before. And he's big... He- Strong, he's fast, he's clear, he's aggressive. He seems to go for goal. He's two balls dropped short outside of that, and no real other impact on the game. And if you're looking at Mayo, you're crying out for some Ryan O'Donoghue. They've got him. He, you can hang your hat on him. He's going to kick scores. Killian, we know, I think he's going to have a big season for them, but they need other guys with them. They are, it's going to be the same issue down the stretch again. Like James has said, whether it's McStay in charge, Rochford, James Horne, whoever it is, is, are going to work hard. They're going to be physical. They're going to be in your face. But I don't know if Orm is the guy that's going to kick scores. I don't know if James Carr, there's something there. But how can he turn into a killer where, yes, he gets a wonder goal, but he's clipping two or three points with it. Yeah. And and these that's guys it. have been around. They've played games. This is not like their first rodeo. And they are just not seeing it yet. Yeah. And that's for McStay well, or for Mayo. You are that is the that is the issue, that is the crux of the matter. Whatever. Okay, losing Keegan, losing with that. Bigger, Mullen, the issue hasn't been their offensive guys running up the pitch. They need killers up front.
0: Yeah. Um But they only need petty. They only need two. Two. Say if you were the wing I forward. Oh, no, I know. You're, you're not. But say you're the wing forward, and you're thinking. I'm going to get into position here. And they score two, two points for play. Two, yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Give me two points. And you whatever know. your focus was, it was getting 10 tackles or whatever. Get six tackles. And get two yeah. shots. Like whatever the thinking is, they just Maybe. need to put more emphasis on getting a decent shot at the ball. We used to
2: have it with, with Jim, and it was that thing. Everyone had to work hard. But the bottom line, if you're in one of the six forward positions, you've got to score. Mm-hmm. Even if you're 10 or 12, and exactly, I want if you don't work hard, you're off. But there was no kind of, oh, well, if you get a load of tackles, that's all right. It yeah, was, not enough. you have to score. You have to get one, at least have, if I am even playing wing forward, I want two shots at the post, minimum. Yeah. Even if I'm doing all the donkey work alongside it. And you're right, Jimmy, it's not just a Mayo thing. I think the wing forward position is kind of, oh, I'm backing me half-back sure, line yeah. and I'm, I'm winning breaks. Cup got up. to try and contribute to the score we said it on the WhatsApp, we were laughing. We said about Kerry as well. they are going, where are the scores coming there? And I, I just think as as good as Ryan who was, and to get him back in the mix and like a sharp killing O'Connor, I think Mayo they have a they has to find someone else.
0: Yeah. It, it, I don't it, think it, Ryan O'Donohue can can carry that can on his own. No. No, we can't. No. It'll be the same. It'll be an
2: all Ireland quarter final. He might nick a connox on the sly, but yeah, but Hilarity he issue is the to garden. be
1: to be fair to next day. It is Casabar under lights, it's still yeah. January. Galway are in town. Maybe that dream management team just went horses for courses, you know, and maybe that's what they went. We need intensity, we need tackles, and it'll be enough for
2: now. I did thoroughly enjoy his post match interview. Did you see uh, it? I, No, I didn't pick up on this one. Huh? <laughs> it was just like he was loving it, it was oh, just. Yeah. It was, it was just such a positive outlook, great game! Great to be back. <laughs> Clearly, he hadn't been drowned out by 10 years being a manager and just being dour. He's come from working in the media, it was just a positive, nearly infectious <laughs> interview, even though, like, it probably wasn't the best result for me. Would I like to win the game? But I just thought that was a, an interesting take to see a manager come on and be all smiles. And yeah. usually, it's a uh, pretty dour stuff. But but you'd but,
0: wonder, yeah. did he um. Has he picked up on that from Horan that, you know, he needs to get the supporters right maybe, behind them. Maybe, he needs to be yeah. positive, get them around, get something going there. But the Was only that, way to get it, uh, yeah. the crowd behind you is to play attacking, kick points. Like, there's only so much cheering you can do at a turnover. Like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spoken
1: the, like the, a true quarter forward. The, May, <laughs> the Mayo fans do love a good turnover, though. For
2: Galway and OT, and I'm saying and I was texting into the group during the game. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with them. And J- yeah. James is right. Like they're missing Shane Walsh, who's obviously arguably their best player mm-hmm. uh, along with Colbert. Liam Silk is away. Kieran Malloy is also injured. Yeah. They're big players for them. But you could just see they look comfortable in that defensive shape. Peter Cook is going to be a big addition for them. Yeah. Massive. See it. Massive. he's, he's got He's got skills. Bit of class. He's got skills. He's a he big some... guy. He, and he's just, he's smart on the ball. It's easy for someone that's been out of the scene to come back in and try and nearly like an accusation make it now and just be a million miles an hour. He mm-hmm. was very calm. Kicks are beautiful for free, but he's a very good footballer. He has got to complement that Galway attack. Um, Colmer was brilliant after a quiet hour in a final, which we spoke about. He had an excellent game. The next stage for Galway, and power Joyce touched on it at the end, they are one of the top teams now. The next stage of that is controlling games. And coming down the stretch, they had a couple of opportunities to win that game. The last play, I think it was Carl Sweeney kicking that ball away. For Killing O'Connor's point, they get to, I think it's actually Peter Cook gets turned over. They're the, the clutch moments that that's the next stage of going mm-hmm. to be the top team not just being in the conversation where Galway and Ireland in final or final in in five or six months' time and they're managing those situations a bit better. I'm sure they'll spend a lot of time looking through those plays this week and going, we can't allow that to happen in the biggest games. So that's a frustrating thing for them. But a lot of the other stuff we've seen from Galway, I was, I was, I was impressed with them, I have to say. Hey, not the worst conversation to be having in the first week. Exactly. It shows where they've come shows where they've come in the space of really the last it, yeah. 12 to 18 months yeah.
0: you'd put them you'd, you'd put them number one really now in the league wouldn't you Galway like Um yeah they're, they're not going to watch apparently
2: they're not going to have watch for a couple of weeks Armagh got a win as well I think you we put touch it quickly Monaghan I, I think Monaghan probably, man at home like, like yeah I, I think carry her
0: away to Galway
2: to be honest I, I, I thought Monaghan would probably go down And I, to be honest I was looking at Between Donegal and Roscommon To go with them So that's with mm. Two massive wins for, for Donegal and Roscommon But for Monaghan Rory Beggin Did you see it? Yeah Yeah Not ideal Not an ideal start to the season Whatever about the kick out But the
0: The fumble as well You just think Monaghan Are going to be up against it He was due one In fairness He's so reliable Isn't he? He's had yeah. it, He's been sensational
1: yeah. Yes, and there was a big focus put on Rafferty as well Rafferty had some brilliant score. moments some brilliant moments even the pass you see the pass where he was involved
2: four times to highlight it on the well, we spoke with this last year lad Ethan Rafferty has given other players ideas <laughs> he's yeah. very good at it he's an he's outfield player he plays it so well and adds to the attack going forward That's, he goes forward and he makes plays I saw Conor Glees coming out a couple of times with Castle and I was like oh my heart if I was a with fan be having a stroke on the sideline, mm. he just doesn't look as comfortable. Or on Lynch, we see it with Derry as well. I think we'll see it a lot through the league mm. and into the championship as well. But Ethan Rafferty is different gravy at it. Yeah.
0: but he this is a man who played 10 years outfield. That's, as a that's he has the thing, that locker. Not <laughs> all the other goalkeepers have that. Mm. No, but, but if, I mean, right. if our man were to win something like that, would take off at club level as well. Oh, yeah, like it. it it's it's gonna it's gonna take off at some stage. It just needs a team to win, because everyone copies the winners. Do you know, yeah. Yeah. everyone does whatever the the winning team has done. You say, look what they're doing, we'll do that. If might wins something, it'll. Shane
2: going to come sprinting out a goal with Kerry. He's an outfield player. But Shane Ryan. Shane Ryan. Reaction, Shane, Shane Ryan. Shane Ryan. Sorry.
0: Shane Ryan could be in Kerry if he starts soloing up the pitch. Kerry, you're very traditional like that. You nearly. <laughs> I think. Uh,
2: People would him up if he's there to do i think an player as well. Like.
0: He's serious, outfield player, like. I
2: know it's the club final.
0: Yeah,
2: maybe the same with Dublin. I can't see ever David O'Hanlon had a good game. Good, good yeah. to
1: see. Um, next Sunday, lads, Kerry Monahan and Armand Mayo are the double header that'll be live in Teach Car So it'll give us a nice chance to talk about Armand, talk about Kerry as well as Monahan and Mayo once more. Um, just finally, James, Kerry. When you saw the team sheet, no Cliffords.
0: Paul Murphy played, didn't he? After Ratmore's big two oh,
2: big scores as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, two Sof. great points. Paul was on honeymoon with oh, Michelle, sorry. his his wife. So he I read that wrong, I thought somebody had, had a bit of a break say, during the season. So I'd say he might have just wanted to get back in. Okay. Oh, he did play. All right, so I had that. Uh, yeah, he did play played well
1: um. Well. Darr Roach is somebody you played with with East Kerry in your yeah. run to the county championship. he will be delighted.
0: Ship. He'd be delighted. Um, Yeah. Kick some nice scores. Got three from play. Got one great score. We're talking about taking men on. He just put put his shoulder in. Heavy sidestep and over with the left, and he kicked a lovely point off his right from outside as well. Three in the first half. We so. saw
1: we saw a bit of that this week, James, didn't we? The fearlessness. Shane Walsh taking on the cork defence when he collects that ball from O'Sullivan. Ben O'Carroll did the yeah. same for a great point, his first point, and also uh, Dara Roach. So yeah, and O'Sullivan when he came for and, carry
0: as well. Is it a bit um, of fearless fearlessness in the younger lads taking their chance? I think it is, but maybe yeah. it's it's kicking the ball as well. Like If you get a hand pass realistically, there's going to be a couple of bodies around you because it's slow buildup. If you receive a kick pass, the first thing you're thinking is, right, catch it and go at him. And I think that the kick passing we saw into Daryl Roach, the kick passing we saw into Donor sort Oliver of late in that game, you know, it just encouraged you to take on your man. And then if you have the finish in you, it's a score. So yeah. I hope we see more of it because at the moment, there's, not, there's, there's a lot of kind of team scores where you're working it to the edge into the arc you want to see that ball go in fast and the fella just dropped the shoulder and yeah. there's Great loads team. of fellas out there who can do it. You yeah, see, hopefully, hopefully I was
2: before. a bit frustrated, obviously, after the game, we've seen the reaction, like, we, we all kind of tipped that Kerry would probably have a slow-ish start to the league, we yeah. expected that with the team they named as well, I was actually impressed with Kerry in the first half, were you? you <laughs> I thought they controlled the game quite well and, and like I said, with a relatively inexperienced team, which had the likes of Thomas Sullivan or, or Paul Murphy kind of leading the charge, and Daryl Roach was quite good, Um. Killian's plan probably had a little bit of an off day in front of the post. Yeah. Be probably disappointed I like with that because that's like a big opportunity for him to cement his place inside with Clifford. Look, it was tricky conditions as well. But just to, to, to touch on Donegal, we haven't really spoken about them. Mm. We weren't expecting much from them. And I'll admit that the off-season probably couldn't have went much worse for them. <laughs> Losing Murphy and they, they just couldn't get a manager. Like, themselves and Ross Common, two of the last appointees with massive wins on, on the opening weekend. But for Donegal, without Murphy, you're looking going, no Roy McHugh either. Who are the guys that are going to stand up? And you see Quayle McColgan, Bale, or was that the wing forward that plays with... Uh, McGrady ...at DCU. Like, these, some unbelievable scores. Like, McCulgan yeah. was phenomenal from, from wing back. Three points, Jack says he got two, but look... <laughs> We give him three. He's looking for a replay as well. Um, but for for Donegal, I just think that's a massive win for Paddy Carr and the team. He was very emotional yeah. after the game. You could see that. But for it's uh, nice yeah. to
0: see it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. yeah.
2: Just you could see even the reaction of the crowd. We're talking about playing in an empty Crow Park. There's just no atmosphere. Like like McGrathie kicks that score in Bally Buffet yesterday. They get the block in the next play, and the whole stadium's on wheels. It's brilliant. It's what the National League is about. But for that Donegal team. That was just a big, big win for that group. It's not mm-hmm. really in the grand scheme of things for Kerry. I wouldn't say they're overly arsed about it, to be brutally honest. We know they're going to come back stronger. But but for Donegal, for Paddy Carr, for those young players, there was pressure on Donegal in that game. And for those guys to stand up, that's a, a positive thing. And for Macbriarty, you know he's got a decade of being Murphy's sidekick, really. Do you know what I mean? For him to stand up mm-hmm. quite enough outside of that game, really, for the majority of it. But that point at the end, I thought it was a brilliant story to, to to wrap up the first weekend of the National League and a big win for Donegal. And like I said, they'll need to get points together if they're going to avoid the drop. So, a great How start, start for Paddy Carr. And uh,
0: yeah. How many points sure. stays up do you reckon? You need typically you have to get
1: beyond five, don't you? You need five points still. I three wins, so. six, points. Six, 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 six points. Six points, yeah. Yeah, it'll be tight. Got, it'll I,
2: be I, listen, I think Monaghan will struggle. I still think Ross
0: will struggle, even with that win. Um, for Kerry have horrible fixtures like Kerry have no Kerry won't go down obviously but well I think they won't but like they have they've all away to Mayo the back. Back. yeah but they've they've done it all the way right Mayo go all the way their home games, they only have three home games Managhan Roscommon and uh, um, uh, do you know that could be the six points that could be their six but I mean their away Guess games They're playing their maddest weekend though.
2: they're playing their maddest weekend in no Managhan
1: no, no no play Managhan yeah um Lads, uh, another story that broke last week, uh, it would have broken in time for the podcast, only I was away, apologies again David Moran retired, James a fellow you sold you with for years and years Yeah Did you see I, this coming?
0: I suppose we heard murmurings of it but the fact he had such a great game for rallies in the in the all Ireland yeah. Cup semi, I think we were all thinking he'd give it one more crack but definitely a case of he's put so much time and effort into it and he always carried nothing, but he will be a monumental loss—not just on the field. In the dressing room, he was probably the most important fella in the dressing room. I might have said when I was there. Really, he set the he set the tone of, he set the tone of fun and work. Do you know that kind of way? Like you, if you walked into the dressing room, there he'd be bellowing, laughing, and cracking some joke, and then once it got serious, he'd be he'd be the most serious man, but also able to enjoy it and have the fun as well. And with all the younger fellas, he dragged the crack out of him. I just thought he was, he was brilliant man to have in the dressing room. But, I, you know, when I, when I was finishing up, say it was around covid time and we lost, you, you lost the dressing room side of um of the game because yeah. instead of having 38 fellas in the, in the dressing room, we would four dressing rooms of, of nine or whatever, you know, or nine or 10 fellas. So mm. it, it lost the, uh, the intensity of the dress room culture. And like that was, that was Moran's thing. And Danny and these fellas, they just ran that show.
1: It strikes me Moran kind of broke onto the scene around 08. Did he bridge the gap between that great Kerry team of the thousands and then your team that breaks in maybe in the early 2010s? It's interesting that you say that. He he was obviously that link.
0: I actually read, um, I read a great article. I think it was an article or it was just an an excerpt, but it was done or, Moran came on. in was an against Cork, and Wee She Fogarty did a piece about how he came on, and Kerry were losing in the All Ireland semi to Cork, and he just put his hand up over on the sideline and said, "Kick it out to me." Darren Murphy kicked it out, onto him, and he he fetched it, and Kerry Gooch got a goal, and he was only, I say, only would have been nineteen or twenty at the time. Oh, yeah. and it just showed kind of the the personality he had to be able to walk onto an All Ireland semi final. Put his hand up and said, Drive it out to me, I'll catch it. So I was just class. Yeah. But and as well but David, as Yeah, could have. And David as a player, he kicked the ball. Yeah, that's an <laughs> ask. We love, we love yeah. kicking on this pod. But my God, anytime he got the chance, he kicked it. And he showed his personality when he was kicking. I remember yeah. coming back from um, from injury a couple of times. And you know, you wouldn't be the sharpest and David would launch a ball into, and he had he had a few dodgy ones in the locker as well he would kind of come it would be kind of wobbly and my eyes wouldn't be great as well like, oh, fuck, <laughs> which way is this coming and next thing you'd hear fuck's sake germs and, you know he just he just made everyone play better and made everyone play the right way I thought yeah so he'll be uh, it's sad to see him go but he yeah. yeah. was a great great player. great player
2: great player the outside looking in uh, a really really good guy
0: but yeah top just
2: stylish player you know where everything it, Kerry's obviously very traditional football county and I thought he epitomised all the good stuff about it it was brilliant I was sad to see him always the same age as me I remember playing against him we were nippers <laughs> many 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 moons ago and to see how he, what he did throughout his career some bad injuries as well you yeah
0: know? It's curious and show, versatility shows
2: time. the personality of a guy you see you always see the reactions of when the lad retires of his teammates and kind of the the stuff that you might see on social media or kind of tributes to him. Um, he was a brilliant, brilliant player for Kerry, brilliant player across the G.A. I think he's respected across the board mm-hmm. um, and from, from a dub looking in, you could just see he was he was pure class. So fair play to him, great innings and a beautiful way for him to finish up mm-hmm. winning All-Ireland again. You know, they would have, he's obviously lost a lot of, Big games throughout his career but to finish with a third all-Ireland
0: and, and go out on a high. Fair play to him. Fair play to him. You know, Great. Speaking it's of not... his injuries he sorry Tom he had he did the cruise shit right in maybe on 9 or 10-10 I think the
2: He's 10, niche, yeah.
0: came back did it again within like a couple of weeks if that then came back and detached his retina. Oh Jesus. Yeah the he had He had like, he must have been thinking this is there's something not going wrong. Going right, there. something's going wrong, and he stuck at it, stuck at it, and just got back to top form. Like so, serious mental
1: mental strength as well. He had he'd gone to Australia at the same time as Tommy Welch and came home two weeks later as well. Um, I I always wondered, being the son of Ogie, a legend, a gent, in carry with eight All Ireland medals, did I ever weigh heavily on him? No,
0: it didn't. If anything, it he embraced it. he yeah. had the you could see how some fellas might. Buckle under that pressure, but he loved being part of that scene and you know <laughs> I, I he just had, he had the shoulders to accounts. carry it. What's that? Good scene by all accounts. <laughs> Very <laughs> enjoyable scene, I'd say. For <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. But yeah. no, do you know when you just have the shoulders to carry it and he did? Yeah. Um he definitely yeah. didn't shrink under it and uh, he tried. Okay. Are we uh finishing with our predictions? <laughs> Let's go. I need a good for, week. Okay, right. James, James, I that, a James that, last
1: week. Yeah, James has to make a bit of a comeback here. It's five five two. Um, I,
0: well, I I went for a couple of outsiders because I thought it was a bit of fun. And then as soon as I pick a bad one, you start sharing it all over social media.
2: It, it was just how definitive <laughs> you are on court. Yeah. That was and th- the fact that you pretend that you've done some analysis as well.
0: Clearly bollocks. like <laughs> that was, I tell you, that's I, why I just landed Cork so. could still have a good year. Hey, a Kerry man talking up a Kerry man talking Cork up court, the telting, If Cork win the Teltic if Cork win the Cup it'd be a good year So you had to win the All-Ireland last week to relegate I never said I never said win the All-Ireland sure, so Your team to watch your me, team, team to watch play was Kerry and your players were McCaffrey and And Mannion Okay, and let's go on Let's go <laughs> Okay, this is quick now
1: Last week it took about 10 minutes We don't have time this week Kerry Monahan, Paddy
2: Kerry for this one
1: James Kerry Go away coming Go away Go away Sorry, I'm going carry two and it's in Pierce Stadium I'm going Galway as well. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Donegal. Where is it? It's in the Healy Park in Oma. Tyrone. Tyrone as well. Really?
2: Be, there's got to be some sort of kickback. Surely. They weren't that bad yesterday. They just tightened up a few things. Donegal on paper though. Uh, I'm going Tyrone as well.
1: Armagh Mayo in the Athletic Grants. That is tight. Armagh.
2: O'Connor yeah. might start, will he? They might start, can after his cameo?
0: Well, I could see the teams. No, I'm go go who are you going with, Tom?
1: I'm going Arlazo.
0: We can't all pick the same. I need to claw one back, so I'm thinking, i we'll going, yeah. Um, I think I'm out in the league. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go Mayo. I'll go Mayo. I don't think that'll be a high scoring match. I'll go, I'll go Mayo. No. Okay.
1: Uh, Division two, Mead, clear, Park Halton. Mead.
0: Claire have a serious
2: record against Mead. It's got to be a bounce for me. I liked what the record say. The
1: record goes both ways. Clare have a good recent record, but Mead at the Hexenham for a long time there under McEntee.
2: That's a big game. Like whoever wins that, they're nearly they're yeah. really safe. Really? I yeah. think home advantage for me. It, it, I, I think it, Mead will win that one. I was impressed with how they. Three quarters of their game against Cork. I thought they were very good. Ah, that Clare side. They have a bit more
1: news. I hear you. They do. Yeah. They really do. That's a team that knows Tell how to football. I'm
2: actually back at me for once, and you're trying to talk me yeah. out. Well, clear bet them last summer as well. Bet them well. Harry well, Hope doesn't great know. Saves. Is
0: he me, they're clear. You see, yeah, he can't lose. <laughs> are you going? It, it'd be the first draw or? predicted on this pile. Ah, thank you. I'm going to go for a draw. Jimmy, who are you going with? I, I, like the three goals against against Cork. If they kick twenty points, I'd be going Mead, but they didn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Clare. Okay, so two. I'm gonna go Clare. I think this, yeah. Can, You're going who? Tommy Mead? I'm going Mead, yeah. Okay. Uh, Clare to win for Cork as well. Clare Cork. No, I need Cork. I need Clare to beat Mead for Cork. Are you sticking with Cork? In Newbridge, Clare. In Newbridge.
1: No, I'm going Clare. How do you ever Three Clare's, is it?
2: I well, you know Kildare
1: as well yeah. okay. and finally where Limerick. where is Daniel
2: Flynn? I don't know he? I, didn't see him I long, haven't got so him on I Snapchat know. maps I don't know where he is <laughs> I didn't see him he's got ghost he, mode on playing this weekend I couldn't tell you I don't know Kildare well, uh, and Newbridge they're, they're hard bet there
1: yeah and last game Limerick are up against Dublin at home
2: Dublin what are, who were Derry who were Derry playing?
0: Derry are playing what I do
2: say Derry Derry playing loud, loud sorry Derry Derry and Dublin and both. Derry
0: and Dublin for me okay.
2: too so we right. haven't really been there's not much difference between us no similar if yeah, we were back in
0: Clare I reckon there's an accumulator in there Yeah, we are J- the same on everything tell me are we
1: we are Paddy yeah I'm listening to you too much
0: I've mine you written down Jimmy for it
2: against Mayo so you're back Can Mayo be, and Clare I went
0: Clare Clare and Mayo yeah James needs a big week
1: so lads Pleasure as always. Great to be back chatting football. with you. Um, we will catch up next week. Have a good week. Anything major planned? No.
2: You're not going any more holidays, are you? No, I'm done now for the year. Oh god! Any major scandals break, you'll be away
0: again. I'll be. Here I'm going. Days. I'm going to Miami. Oh, you are? What are you James? doing? My brother's getting What's married. In Miami. <laughs> <Tommy's> getting married. <laughs> yeah. Key West. Wow. Monday. That'll be some crack.
2: Where? Where are you going?
0: I'm going Friday. Get the fuck. Mm, what are
2: you watching TG Car YouTube on South Beach?
0: I'll get i get Kerry Radio and <laughs> uh <laughs> <Kerry> <laughs> just, Radio just watching on the beach. Tim I'll
1: ring you on WhatsApp and send you a live stream of the games.
2: How long are you how long are you in Miami for?
1: Ten days. Sensational. It will be nice I must How say. on earth are we doing the pod? Is Tommy getting married next
0: Monday? He's getting married Monday, yeah, Monday the sixth are you have you a couple of duties are, are you involved in you another speeches, speech, you? A, a, a toast is all I'm allowed <laughs> okay
2: fair to faithful that's it that's all your trust
0: I'm allowed to clink the glass and then I sit down then again alright
2: okay. when are we recording if Jimmy's in
1: we'll, we'll have to figure that out we might do it from the altar on Monday <laughs> I'm, the who, I'm the only one who does any work in this part I know Paddy it's, it's some difference from your first year of retirement two years ago when me and Andy yeah, couldn't yeah, get go that. That's right. that is it Lads, talk to you soon. Thanks, James. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, boys. Great, lad. Thanks, Thanks for everyone listening at home. This is episode three of the Football Pod. We will see you next Monday.